Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And I know lots of the thing that's popular is UFOs, right? Unidentified. Oh, so much. Yeah, do, everywhere you turn. Uh, something. Do you like it real good? Mm, I'm like, yeah. I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. You know, when everybody didn't believe in it, and it was the secret stuff or whatever, and it was like, oh, it's kind of cool. But now it's too much maybe in the news. Yeah, it's like, I don't even care. Yeah. Oh, there's another thing that's gone at Mach 50. Okay, neat. In a grainy video mm-hmm. with a multi-billion dollar camera jet system, it's a grainy piece of crap video on the... F-60. Yeah, on the, and it look, all they can call it is a uh, Tic Tac. Well, so the ones that I like the best are like the cryptid things, like something, yeah. if you actually did see something in the sky, it's like right there, like you can get some description of it, or that's funner, you know, than something oh, yeah. that's like... 10 miles in the air, exactly. a light or something. So I found one from 1890. So two ranchers were returning home on horseback across the southern Arizona desert when they encountered a very strange creature. It was, according uh, to a report from the time, a winged monster resembling a huge alligator with an extremely elongated tail and an immense pair of wings. So the encounter happened on Sunday, April uh, of 1890, April 20th, in a remote desert between the Whetstone and Huacha Mountains. So today, uh, the city of Sierra Vista sits in that valley, but in 1890, it was only four years after the Apache Wars and white settlers were coming in and uh, building ranches and stuff. So the nearest town uh, to the Fort Huacha, which was an army base, is tombstone which is still there yeah the wider tombstone that's cool so the creature uh came to be known as the tombstone pterodactyl or the tombstone thunderbird oh that's cool yeah so according to a report in the tombstone epitaph on the following saturday the creature appeared to be exhausted and resting on the ground when two ranchers approached after the first shock of wild amazement the ranchers pulled out their winchester rifles and rushed at the creature it immediately took the sky but in its exhaustion was only able to fly a short distance before returning to the ground the ranchers pursued the creature on its stop start flight path and in a chase for several miles as soon as they got within rifle range the ranchers opened fire and hit the creature the wounded and exhausted animal turned on the men as they approached but the ranchers were able to keep it out of uh, their way with uh, well-directed shots from their guns according to the report the monster partly rolled over and remained motionless. The men cautiously approached. Their horses were going crazy, and the ranchers proceeded to examine the creature and reported some startling measurements. So they, this is according to the newspaper at the time. 92 feet long was its body. The head was about 8 feet long, and its eyes were as large as dinner plates. Its jaws were set with thick rows of sharp teeth, and the men noted that the creature had two legs like a bird, but was entirely featherless and hairless, but that its smooth skin had been easily penetrated by their bullets. So the wing, they estimated, was 78 feet long, making it a total tip-to-tip wingspan, uh, 160 feet, the same as a modern Boeing 767 passenger jet. 
<laughs> Dang. <laughs> so unable to move the that's big huge beast they cut off the tip of one wing and took it home a few days later one of the ranchers rode into tombstone gathered supplies in a posse and the plan was to skin the pterodactyl and send it send the hide back um to get it examined by scientists of the day so the posse of six set off after and uh, no record of them returning with the creature. <clears throat> in subsequent decades, rumors surfaced of a photograph taken, and a search in the newspapers shows they didn't even uh, publish photographs at the time. But some have turned up, which people say are real, and some say, no, they're fake. <clears throat> you know. So I'll put the link on there. So I don't know. I mean, this. I, I'm looking at a picture where people are like, no, this is real. Well, I mean, that... You could also be holding uh, a flag, do you think, maybe? I'll, I'll put it in the notes where you can click on it and look at the pictures yourself. Could they have been holding a flag, maybe, and then this pterodactyl-like creature got superimposed? It looks too perfect. Yeah, does it? <laughs> it's just, I mean, that, and that's just six guys across, right? Is yeah. Six guys? Let's see. Oh, no, more than that. One, two, three, four five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. But across, holding. six guys across. Oh, roughly. across, yes, yeah. So that's nowhere near the Boeing reference. Right. So that's, but that's still huge. Mm -hmm. But look at the head and all, it just, it looks too perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I I would guess the story got blown out of proportion yeah. like every other story. Uh, so yeah, definitely no freaking jet airplane type creature flying around, I wouldn't think. So later in 1969, the Old West Magazine retold the story of the pterodactyl. And a few months later in 1970, a reader named Harry McClure wrote to the magazine to say that he had met the two ranchers and they had told him the story. According to McClure, the ranchers did encounter the creature in the desert, although the wingspan was only 30 feet, not 160. So <clears throat> there we go. Uh, they did shoot at the creature, but it was out of range. And as a story from the 1930s said, their frightened horses refused to give chase. So the creature got away and the ranchers went to Tombstone only with a story, not a dead creature ah. or, or even evidence that they had it. Because in the original story, they uh, it said they cut off the wingtip okay, and took so that with them. But then in the picture that I was looking at, there's, you know, it has all of its tips on there. Right. So, but then could they have mismeasured, measured? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they, the, the, the two ranchers he talked to said it was only 30 feet, not and, 160. And then on top of that, they said it was too heavy to carry. Mm -hmm. That wasn't heavy to carry. Yeah. You know, so, okay, maybe a mismeasurement. Yeah. So we know pterodactyls once existed in Arizona, if you believe in, like, dinosaurs and stuff. <laughs> no, but, I mean, could a, a large, you know, flying bird or even creature like that have existed? Maybe. Yeah. You know? And some stuff has grown. I and mean, we, we know that there were giant animals at one point and have looked like islands now and different... They took different shapes and forms. So, yeah, could that have existed? You know, the whole time you're reading that to me, I kept, I want you to keep going that. But I was thinking of a weird version of that movie, uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was picturing in my head, mm -hmm. you know, Harrison Ford, you know, 
cranking that 3030 up or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, I like where you're going with. That's cool. So it, he, uh, the end just goes on to say there are reports of miners and railroad, railroad workers finding fossilized evidence in the Victoria area. Of course, we've looked at fossils. So what kind of fossilized evidence are they finding? You know, right. Is it real or fake? So, but the thing that's cool about it is, uh, you know, ancient cave paintings in Utah show these types of creatures painted in caves or scratched on um, rocks and stuff by natives. And then um, also a Dr. John F. Boyton, a paleontologist and inventor, toured the U.S. in 1869 with a popular lecture titled The Age of Dragons. So he would tour cities. That's cool. And, and that's what he would talk about. He would call these things, these flying, whatever these flying creatures were, you know, he would call them dragons huh. and do a tour of it. So I'm like, so he had, he had to have some kind of, he was probably dragging around pterodactyl, maybe fossils, maybe skeletons, I don't know, pictures. Yeah. You know, maybe that's where some of these pictures came from. Right. From his lectures. Because there's, there's multiple photographs uh, of weird stuff, you know, uh, some more modern than others of pterodactyls. And I'll, I'll try to put those in there. But how true, how authentic do you think those photos are? Yeah, I know. It's like all the, every photo that you could find someone that says, yep, it's fake, you know. So uh, it would be interesting to see if there's a real uh, negative. Yeah, for it, and if there is, then the negative's real, the picture's real, but is the creature real? There did, you go. Did someone That's back right. then have the time to sew together some? Uh, you know, did they have a Stan Winston back then, just making creatures to fake people out a hundred years later? I don't know. And they could have. I mean, it's it's not hard to re replicate something like that. So yeah. But two things that are kind of curious, you know, because we got. So we got this Dr. John Boyton. He's walk. He's touring uh, the United States and uh, giving lectures on the Age of Dragons. He got cave paintings and um, carvings on rocks from Native Americans showing these creatures. And then uh, two more interesting things on the Chinese calendar. The animals that they have on there are the rat, the ox, tiger, or rabbit, a snake, a horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and a pig, and also a dragon. So they have all these real, you know, that they tell us these are real animals that that's, do exist still. That's a and, good point. And then they have one nonfiction animal in their calendar, too. So that's strange. Also, in Alaska, you can see totem poles, which I've seen many of those. And in their totem poles, they have the eagle, the raven, the bear, beaver, wolf, killer whale, and frog. And at the top, they got the thunderbird. That's what they call it. Interesting. So, you know, you see uh, things like this across cultures. And, you know, the Chinese. Uh, emperors uh, even had in their history books 
some of the uh, emperors had dragon tamers. That's what their title was. And I'm like, what the frick are they uh, taming? I mean, if you're working for the emperor, yeah, whatever their uh, position is called, um, and you have a title as dragon tamer, like, what are you doing? I'm sure he's not paying you to, or I mean, you probably aren't even being paid. You're just serving him. Right. But w- w- what would that title entail? That'd be interesting. And for what reason? Yeah. I yeah. mean, let's let's just go down that and say he was actually working with them. And for what? What were they being used for? Mm-hmm. Huh. And where did they go? Yeah. So huh. real real creatures, uh, fly, giant flying creatures. Oh, yeah, definitely, I think, um, existed. Um, and probably there is fossilized evidence or skeletons that still exist but we don't have them and then i found another photo of this giant bird um that was once in a museum but first i don't think that i don't know if it's a condor or something but i mean way too big way anything that we have today i mean it's gargantuan yeah that's easily five ten feet well eight to ten feet taller than he is the man standing next to it Wow. So I'll put those in the notes. But what do you think about like uh, flying things like that? I, I mean, it would be difficult for them to like still be around today, but I, I wouldn't say it's impossible, you know, because there are so many places um, that even in the United States that people don't ever step foot in. Right. And what would the, um, what would the hunting pattern be for something this big? You know, it's, probably not going to be a hundred miles or anything, you know, like a bear or, right. or uh, other animals. They have a, basically like a perimeter. They go around and that's their area. Don't come in this area. I'm sure. Yeah. Home range, a giant bird or something like that would have the same thing. I think that follows suit. But like you said, there's so many forest areas that are not, I guess, known or have been explored yet mm-hmm. so they could be still in those places i think they do exist just take for instance in our own country there's so many places here that people rarely or seldom go and they've never been things they always find a new species of something and then they always uh, try to credit it to well they knew it was there but it's been extinct for 18 bazillion years and now it's back mm-hmm. you know something weird but spread that on a uh global scale <laughs> get it global <laughs> um but go across the world with it you've got the amazon the congo deserts uh now let's go underwater you know caves and you've got underground thing all this stuff could be hidden down there yeah and they could be the size of like an eagle i'm not saying it has to be a exactly freaking boeing 747 fly obviously that's not swooping around anymore that's what I was if about, it ever was exactly and i was about to say that and it's not to say it has to they're all that huge yeah you know not every human is there's an average but there's some who be who are extra small mm-hmm. and extra large so who's to say they're not but i think i always wanted to know what's deeper in the earth in the caves and things like there's so i think there's so much more than we've been told we know about that could be lurking in there and animals, birds like this, new species of birds that, like you said, maybe they're not the size of a, a Boeing jet, but a very unique style creature. Yeah. And when they are seen, 
becomes either a UFO or it becomes something of a, of a topic to say, uh, yeah, that's wrong. That's not normal. What about your, uh, any, um, I know you're that one giant bird that you saw that one time and it was like eight yeah. feet tall. Yeah, at least it was, it was the, we call it a lechusa, mm-hmm. the, the witch type thing, but it was a bird. I mean, an owl. Mm-hmm. Best thing if I can give you. Don't it would look it. like an owl to you, an eight foot owl. A giant owl. Yeah, imagine that with a very ugly shriveled face, um, screaming mm-hmm. and, but the body, the wings, all owl features, bird features, but it was huge. Now, was it the size of the jet or what? No, but it was bigger than the tree of the area that it was in. It covered a good chunk of that tree up there, enough to rattle the whole tree as it flapped its wings and screamed. So, you know, is that a spiritual thing or is there an actual breed of these things mm-hmm. going around? You know, that's the million dollar question. Now, did you find any? Is there any like uh, weird flying creatures that you found that you're interested or just the? I looked up a few things and it's like every culture. I try to find something that every culture could have uh, some similarities. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's cave drawings in Utah, but there might be the exact same thing at a cave or somewhere, you know, thousands of miles away that gives it validity. Mm -hmm. And I try to find something that compares that way. And it seems like it's uh, anytime you look anything up, it's it's over the top extreme, or it's a blurry photo, or the description is almost cartoonish. Yeah. And so I couldn't find anything that said jumped out at me to say this is the one I want to chase down and research more on. Yeah, the natives in in Alaska, their their stuff is real inter- real interesting. Like you know the Native Americans in the lower forty eight, because even there's a school up there. I think it was East High. But they're East High Thunderbirds. Yeah. And they got a Thunderbird painted on the side of the school. And then the totem poles are, you could see those. And then, uh, of course, uh, the state of Alaska has tons of volcanoes, tons of volcanoes. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, what was that a more uh, tropical environment at one time for these flying, whatever they are? But then you you're and you're right. But then you said something a while ago. Why does the Chinese calendar have all these real animals that still run around the day? Yeah. Then the dragon. Yeah. Then you had that totem pole mm-hmm. had all these creatures on it, and then the Eskimos have the same thing. They got all yeah. these real creatures, and then at the top is the the Thunderbird. That's the yeah. You know, that's weird. So the the curious part of me says I want to believe some of these photos. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I know. So do I. Even though they say they're fake, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that proves they're real. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. We've got to go against the grain. Yeah. We just can't tell you what we agree with everybody. No, no, no. No, but uh, I always like to go back and see if you can find it in in other cultures. You know, so we got China. We got um, the whatever the – I don't think they like to be called Eskimos anymore. Inuits in alaska whatever the natives up there are oh, and then okay. you have the lower 48 native americans same thing they all have a thunderbird pterodactyl type creature in their lore or 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 you know um 
and their stories, their stories. history, yeah, their findings. Yeah, they're all they're all in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So to me, that gives it a lot more validity. Mm-hmm. And I I'm tend I tend to lean more to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you'll get a story of maybe some ranchers that saw something weird. It blows up into this big giant fishtail. Yeah. And then, but it's actually did happen probably. They did see a weird thing and shoot at it. So. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, if you guys got any winged creatures stories, yeah. you let us know. Podcast13 at gmail.com and until next time.